what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Moving Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Music Files podcast. Today's date is March 29, 2019. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up, everybody. What's good, everybody? Artist D. Walker here. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Files. Yep, so we'll be back uh, after last week, and we are here. As always, if you are enjoying these podcasts Please leave us a like or subscribe, you know, wherever you guys typically uh, listen to us. You know, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, wherever. Uh, Google Play, I guess. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, topics, suggestions about this show, uh, past shows, or any future shows, you can email us directly at podcast.co or leave it in the comments wherever this goes up, or you can go directly to livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and fill out the form there. You may get a shout out and a response in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, y'all. You know, we're trying to spread love, you know, give us some ideas, let us know what you want us to chop up, talk about. Yep, so as we're here well. Every week. Yeah, as well, if you like any of the gear that we rock in the videos, if you do watch oh, us uh, on YouTube, you can also head over to you know our website, livingmyfears.co slash shop and grab some for yourself, where at the moment we are having our final days, the final weekend of our sale for our Cultured as Fuck Volume 1 Coffee Table book. They have been doing pretty well, and you, know, you can yeah, get them at a super low price right now. Up until Monday, so don't miss out on that. Yeah, cop those, cop those catalogs. They're fresh. It's lots of our, you know, original content. So for sure, some of our best highlights, some of our best shots, some of our best articles. Super clean, super dope. Definitely check that out. Um, so we're just gonna hop right into it. So there's a lot of smaller type of news items that we're going to run through before we get into some album talk because a lot has released recently. So popping right into it, like I said, uh, I think on our last podcast, we have a lot. We have a new segment of our website dedicated strictly to news, news headlines and breaking type of news where we kind of post stuff, a few articles every day about stuff that's happening around the culture. And we have had a bunch of this past week relating to music. So we're going to talk about that. The first one from there is Scott Walker. Um, he has passed away. He, we had a huge write up about him kind of retrospective about his impact in music and kind of how he's like, kind of considered a cult icon, particularly in rock. Mm. But he has, has been reported I forget exactly what day. I want to say Monday or Tuesday that he passed away at the age of 76. Mm, 76. It's a long, full life, though. You know? So. He, yeah, he contributed, contributed a lot to music, kind of behind the scenes, particularly because he is a great songwriter. And he had those first four albums, Scott 1 through 4. And he had done a bunch of like avant garde pop albums like Night Flights and Climate of Hunter. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was super experimental and he pushed the envelope on a lot of different sounds and created definitely created a lot of different waves. And people certainly took a lot of influence from him. He may not have had the massive name recognition as some of the people who follow in his footsteps, but he, his impact was nonetheless great. Yeah. Okay. So I'll repeat it him and definitely check out his music while you, you know, if you haven't heard him. Lord. In other sad news, indie 
pop duo. Um, her, they call her uh, from Brit, from Britain. They have reported to have died. Uh, I think earlier this morning, in a car crash what? in Arizona on the way to one of their next shows in California. What? Those them and their manager. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so, again, RIP to them. It's always sad to lose, you know, creative individuals like that, specifically when it's far before their time. But, mm-hmm. you know, RIP. Yeah, rest in peace. Another news item directly from our site, Jay-Z's Blueprint has officially made it into the Library of Congress for the last 17 years. The Library of Congress has selected various recordings that it thinks are essential to preserve for posterity in its National Recording Registry. And this year, they they announced uh, their selection of songs and recordings that had made it, and Jay-Z's Blueprint was on that list. Yeah. Hove. Well, that's lit. Yeah. I mean, is that uh, weird? Is that weird? <laughs> no. I mean, it's it's kind of, at this point, particularly in American history and culture, you can't not acknowledge the impact that hip-hop has had. Just look around. Facts. Yeah, Blueprint was one of the most influential albums to ever come out in hip-hop, so it only makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's not the first It's not the first hip-hop selection. Um, Grandmaster Flash, a single, The Message, uh, I think was the first one to get into, and then it was followed by, you know, Public Enemy, Tupac, Sugar Hill Gang, NWA, and Run DMC. Hmm. Okay, Jay Z, y'all ready? That's crazy. That's interesting because there's so many other rappers in that, you know. So like, he's in there. He's, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame, so I mean, it's obvious. Already been solidified, but that solidified his legacy even more. That's crazy. Think you know, it could be like four or five hundred years from now, somebody goes to the National Registry, you see Jay Z's blueprint in there. That's fucking yeah. That's tight. That's crazy. Uh, there's a full list of about 30 selections. Uh, I'm not going to name them all, but you can definitely head over to the site and check them out for yourself. Next, there is an interesting, another one directly from our site. There's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, Warner Music has recently signed an algorithm to a record deal. Oh, I saw about that. Yeah, they signed an algorithm. <laughs> it was only Sorry. a matter of time. An yeah. algorithm got a record deal, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, <laughs> the way I reckon, like, kind of at this point, a lot of these newer generation artists, particularly in hip-hop, are nothing more than algorithms themselves. They kind of just try yeah. to tap into what they find successful and just yeah. kind of emulate that to to blow up so it, it's not that big of a stretch because most of them are hollow kind of <laughs> uh fill in the blank kind of individuals but this is an actual like ai program that they yeah. put on a uh record deal yeah it's weird yeah super weird and it's like it was weird yeah the app i don't know it's like a it's an app that like caters to your moods or something like yeah, it, so it plays music that like caters to how you feel or something. Yeah, so it's not 
making, you know, full on chart topping songs, but it is creating kind of soundscapes and like kind of mood type of music. I guess you can kind of think yeah. of like those nature type of soundtracks and stuff. Like they're supposed to release like 20 albums in this year alone. Yeah. The first yeah. five are like all related to sleep. Yeah. Sleep one, two, three, and four. And like it completely, I guess the algorithm completely composes and like plays the music. And it's created by, I want to say this German company, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, called Endale. And I guess they said they weren't really interested in doing a record deal because it kind of defeats the purpose of what they were really trying to do with it. But obviously I'm sure that seen enough money on there that they decided to do it anyways but yeah i guess the whole purpose of the app in the first place was to kind of be able to create personalized like soundscapes and music that is like immediately adaptable to you know kind of what people input yeah i don't know it's It's, weird it's weird I, I yeah I don't know I I'm still a little confused about it but like like the app is supposed to make music in real time like you tell it what you want da, 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 kind of put input yeah. different type of cues and then it's supposed to like make it real time and adapt to like that certain situation in person. Mm-hmm. But obviously the record deal you can't do that. The albums are, I guess, just soundscapes that they created. I don't know yeah. how they created them, but they. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. The whole thing's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. Because are they going to stream? So the the app's going to be an artist page on streaming I think services? it's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe. They These albums, albums are going to be whatever the app name is? Like, yo... I mean, the app, is, are, the app itself is on, like, smartphones and Amazon stuff already. But yeah. the actual artist, I don't know about that. I, I, I didn't see any anything info about that particular yeah. hmm. and like what's the name oh, no, of that one? I, guess, I don't know it's, it's it was interesting and if artists mm. traditional artists weren't pissed enough about technology <laughs> and making music so easy uh how about just replacing the whole artist <laughs> entirely <laughs> yeah oh oh you, oh you guys like music okay my, my computer is gonna make 20 albums this year fam Look, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that an algorithm could easily make a lot of the songs that are being put out by like a lot of these particularly new wave of rappers. Oh yeah, because they certain because they follow a specific type of you know formula. Yeah. I'm a thousand percent sure it can make a beat like that with an algorithm alone. And imagine, oh. and if the algorithm could really like learn how to do that and like actually make chart topping like production and hits. Oh, it'd be over for a lot. <laughs> it'd be over for like ninety percent of these producers right now. Oh, for real though. Especially you could just insert your vocals and then right. it would do the rest for you. It would mix and master it. Like it would just like, oh yeah, this fits here. It would like chop it up and like compose you different versions. Like oh, you like this one or this one. Like. <laughs> Look, I don't, the I'm, I'm joking, but I really don't think it's that far-fetched. Fam, that sounds like what's going to happen, and that's when the industry's fucked. I don't know what's going to happen to music you think it'd when be, that happens. I don't know if it'd be fucked, but it would definitely put I mean, you saw what emphasis. SoundCloud did. I think you it saw what SoundCloud put, did. I think it would put even greater emphasis on like the truly talented artists. 
Yeah. Because there's certain shit you can't. A computer is just never going to be able to, a machine is never, or app or algorithm, whatever, is never going to really be able to replicate from certain right. type of artists. But from a lot of this simple shit, easy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And whoever learns and cracks that code is going to make big money. All the Kendrick type beats and type beat producers are, are over with. Oh, it'd be a rap. They'd be <laughs> a rap. <laughs> They'd have to, be they'd have to uh, become Instagram influencers. <laughs> That's what they was making the beats for and putting type beat on on the YouTube for like, yo. And then they probably go on everybody's page, all the artists page. Yo, check out my videos. Like <laughs> in the comments, yeah. like they don't say shit about the whatever they, they commented on. They just like, yo, come to my shit. It's good. Like, no, nigga. Like, it's definitely up. it's definitely a crazy story. So you should definitely check out the full kind of write up on the site. It's up there now. Another item on the list. So they recently released a study that they have been conducting for I don't know exactly how many years, but the name of the study is Who Remembers the Beatles: The Collective Memory for Popular Music. It was published recently this year, and it kind of deals with the question, like, when it says collective memory, kind of just the general population's memory of popular music, kind of which decade of music does this current generation of listeners remember the most? Mm -hmm. And it found out, actually, you most people probably wouldn't assume, but it's actually the 60s, particularly, and some of the 70s type of songs and singles were the most remembered by people even from this generation of millennials. That's what I, that's what's up. More so than their own current music and just like the decade before. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's what sampling is, right? We're carrying all of that. We're sampling from them, from that, from that mm-hmm. decade too. So like, that's where all the good samples come from. So it kind of adds argument. I mean, feel to the argument that uh, all this current music is just watered down kind of bullshit. Because <laughs> yeah. if music from the 60s, even with this current generation, is more recognizable and remembered than like the song that came out, you know, um, <clears throat> half a year ago. Yeah. Uh, kind of says something about the state of general music. Not obviously, there's certain obvious exceptions, but general music. Yeah that maybe that time period is more timeless than now. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's just something about the 60s and 70s. Yeah, especially music-wise. I feel like it just hit something different. Like, Yeah. That was like Nina Simone. Yeah. That was like... Yeah. Just tapped into something never really seen before or ever like seen since. On all genres, you know. Yeah, that was like the Woodstock era. And I guess, surprisingly, some of the most remembered songs they said that were kind of played in the study. And the study, again, was between 643 participants of age 18 to 25. Um, I guess the songs were Percy Sledge's version of When a Man Loves a Woman. Mm. Blondie, The Tide is High. And there was one from the 70s, Baby Come Back by Player, which is a fantastic song. Baby Come Back. <laughs> All them shits is fire. 
that's what's up. Timeless. That's interesting. That's an interesting. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think those titles, but they make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. Like, I'm sure there's even there's definitely bigger songs from that era. Yeah, but I was like, really? But then when I actually like <laughs> listened to the songs, yeah, it was kind of like I could see why. I've definitely heard this a million times, either through movies or commercials or something. You know, some some sort of form <laughs> other than just like the radio or listening to a song right definitely so I can see it but yeah it was interesting Lou Reed uh, he well so the New York Public Library this might interest you uh, Lou Reed aka uh, one of the front runners for the Velvet Underground, yeah. iconic band. He has his own archive at the New York Public Library, where you can now hear over like thirty-five audio recordings from him. Oh, that's tight. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's like thirty-six hundred audio and like thirteen hundred video recordings, and all types of paper records and photographs and stuff like that. And it was all donated by his late wife. Oh wow, that's tight. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna look into that. What's dope about the New York Public Library is like, all you gotta do is like sign up and like, the access they got so much stuff you can get. Like, just not only that, like, but like, just imagine like the stuff people have donated that you can get access to. It's crazy. Like, and you could like even um, all kinds of stuff. They let you rent. Like, if you need a camera, like, say you somebody that needs like a camera, like for something, you can rent a camera from. The public library start. Yeah, that's dope. I remember. Yeah. I know a lot of libraries you can you can rent like uh, video recording stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, Lou Reed archive, Reed. New York Public Library. Dope. That's cool. <clears throat> so that is it for the news articles directly from our site. But you should definitely kind of go over and check them out for yourself. There's more to the write-ups and. There's a lot more news, general news stuff on there, too, coming out every day. So definitely check that out. Other news, J. Cole has been said to be the new executive producer for Young Thug's upcoming album or one of his one of his upcoming albums. Ah. So kind of like when Drake was doing that for Young Thug? So he kind of executive produce album whole albums. Um, technically, he was supposed to work on the Easy Breezy Thugger Girl project, hmm. but I don't know if that was a. I don't think he actually did. But that was that was the first time I heard Young Thug do this thing. Was he? He said Drake was going to do it. Well, it's been confirmed, I guess. From sources close to the camp that J. Cole is set to executive produce his new album. Not sure if that's like Barter 7 or anything else he's kind of alluded to. Cool. Oh, but, think, yeah, that's kind of lit. I mean, that's. I mean, what do you think about that? I think. I think it's smart if it's really a collaboration with Cole. And not just a promotion with Cole. 
Like if if Cole's actually in a, in a studio with Young Thug and they actually <laughs> like build a couple things, like it doesn't have to be the whole project, but like if they actually like build like three songs to get a vibe and then they start mailing shit, that's gonna be a super dope project. Well, it's executive producing, so I don't necessarily know that. I don't think that means that he's like making any of the beats. No, that doesn't say that specifically. I, but it, I do think it means that he's kind of having a say in like what should be on the album and track listing and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't think yeah, I guess yeah, I guess he's not necessarily part of the Yeah, I guess it's more so like input on the final product. Yeah. And basically. So that's interesting to think about. Yeah, I get it. I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about that. Input their, on the final product? Their styles are just so wildly different. And it's not like J. Cole has had the best album decisions himself. Yeah. And it seemed kind of hop over to this wholly different lane and kind of do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Cause he, it's he, not quite. I mean, he he's like, kind of he he's laced himself up for this though. He's, he he's is, kind of yeah. He, I was gonna say he is like position. a big student of the game itself, so I'm sure he yeah. understands that lane. It's, it's, but still, it's weird. I think it's a weird decision. It sounds it sounded weird when he said it. I was like, oh, that's it. It sounds odd as a pairing because a. I don't think there's a J. Cole Young Thug song. Like, no, but they have been on tour. He did bring him on this tour, which was surprising. The KLD. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's kind Actually, of that's kind of dope. Where, no, I mean, that, it was unexpected. People were super surprised that Young Thug was <laughs> the guy he chose to be on tour with them. Yeah. And Cole has been kind of reaching out to, obviously, more guest features on a lot of more trap, mainstream type of rap that you would kind of expect. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously has like his ear to that, but it's just weird to see him executive produce Young Thug's <laughs> project. Yeah, it, it is. But then like, when I thought about it, it sounds less ridiculous than LeBron doing 2 Chainz album. So, I, I mean, I don't really think LeBron had much overall involvement, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I think of more like, yeah, this I like this song, it should be on there. This you know, like that. I don't really think Yeah. I it's like content curating that much, but I don't know. Yeah. It's a great promotion. Definitely. This this doesn't necessarily seem like a promotion, but an actual like thing. Yeah, I think it seems mutually beneficial, actually. This seems like something that could help both of them. I don't. I mean, Young Cole doesn't more need than help. J. Cole, but <laughs> Cole J. Cole could. No, no, J. Cole doesn't need help. That's what I mean. But like at the same time, it seems like what Cole wants to do I've, is is. I feel like his image is shifting. He yeah, his image. His image is shifting, particularly I think with fans of artists like that in that genre. Because yeah. he has done a lot of stuff with those type of artists, like all those little punk fans at the time that were like saying "fuck J Cole" and all that. Da, da, da. Yeah, I haven't really heard any of that noise, you know. And I feel like they're kind of showing him a lot more respect because he has kind of reached mm-hmm. out, crossed over more, and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I mean, it's helped in that way. 
Young Thug just hasn't had a good album on a period in a really long time. So it, yeah, he needs more than executive producing than me. But we'll see. Well, I'm interested. I'm I'm curious. To I see just want a good out. Thug project. I just want a Thug project that I you can actually talk about. Like I don't want no bullshit. That's just like yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Sometimes I'm, I'm, he be he be hitting some features and and the features be amazing and and I'll be like oh my god. If 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 he if he does this on his own projects, <laughs> but then he doesn't. So I don't but know. then I'm, he doesn't. I'm definitely curious to see kind of how that turns out. So have you heard this song "Old Town Road" by this new kind of artist, Little Nas X? No, I don't think so. All right, so <laughs> Little Town Road. It's kind of been blown up meme wise and stuff like that. <laughs> kind of a rap song, but kind of country at the same time. And it was <laughs> and actually was listed on Billboard's country music charts, I think, after a while. Yeah. And I think it was charting pretty well. <laughs> uh but yeah, Rosa number thirty two. Yeah. Rosa number thirty two on the charts and this week, they announced uh, that they are actually pulling it from the country music charts. They disqualified it from the country charts. What? Why? Because it wasn't a, it wasn't serious or something. I or? quote: "Not embracing enough elements of today's country music." Ah, of today's country music. Yeah. Which oh is wow! Kind of stupid. Well, not kind of. It's really stupid. That's them saying, nah, you pop. You pop. You alternative, homie. You ain't country. You alternative. You you alternative pop, cuz. Because, <laughs> country, I mean, modern country, most big singles from modern country are almost hybrids of other genres anyways. And to see oh, yeah. it like something new like this kind of pop up and for them to kind of like nah, nah, just shows how old and out of touch they are with the current wave of like music and everything yeah you said it was kind of rap like that sounds like they were like oh that's that's urban contemporary i mean he's like rapping on there but it's super country type and it's definitely got some rap uh production to it but it still like sounds super country so i i could easily see it kind of being on there yeah and obviously that news only benefited his him in a single even more. The fact that they announced that, right? <laughs> I think as of right now, last time I checked, it was over sitting at over sixteen million views. So, right. I mean, I wouldn't be mad from him because you just helped me out by you know pushing it out there even more. Yeah. Oh, my checks got bigger when you <laughs> cut me off. That's crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> cut me off again, man. Like. <laughs> That's wild. So I mean, oh, yeah, you should definitely check that out. That's actually, it's actually pretty kind of, it's actually kind of pretty, a pretty good song. I'm not gonna lie. Young entrepreneurs out here. So it was a hit that began as a TikTok meme. <laughs> That's crazy. Production so value. It was definitely kind of a joke type of song at first. And I think it just kind of. <laughs> virally became a hit yeah I'll be honest a lot of the rap that I've like been hearing I have to like 
when I when it when this when certain styles started, I had to think about like, is this a joke? Like Blueface, I had to think about if this uh, is a joke or not. Probably wasn't as serious as it is now. Yeah, but like, yeah, for real. So like, when I heard it, I was like, wait, is this like joke music or is this like? he really thinks this is, like, his dope style. Like, this, he's flowing like that. Like, you know? Like, is he trying to be weird? Or is it just, like, he's like that? You know? That's what I was trying to figure out about the basic, like... So, I don't know. Weirdness. Just, like... I don't know. Sometimes. I don't know. But... You should definitely check this song out. Little Nas X. Old Country Road or Old Town Road. Some of them. I can't remember. Little Nas X. Okay. <laughs> so we obviously have to talk about Cardi B. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I've she seen her, has her trending. Been trending and the topic of conversation a lot this week. And not for particularly good things. Which yeah. is rare. She's been on such a roll. That's crazy. Yeah, this is the first backlash in a while, so but hey, welcome to Stardom, honey. Comes with the territory. <laughs> so for people that don't know the story, I guess some old Instagram live footage resurfaced, which if y'all people don't know <laughs> by now, anything you do online or social media or whatever yeah. is going to live on forever. Somebody is screen screenshotting it. Somebody is screen recording it. And it will come back around at some point eventually. For sure, somebody was holding on to this one for years. So, she was on Instagram live, live talking about kind of how she came up. And at one point, she mentioned how she used to drug drug men that came to the strip club. And that said that they wanted to have sex, sexual relations with her. She would agree, go back to wherever, hotel room, whatever. Slip something in the drink, drug them, and then rob them. And now that is coming back up because obviously she's old Insta Live. Ooh, Cardi, what do you have to say about this? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So obviously, a lot of those people, particularly guys, have been jumping all over her, particularly because like the whole Me Too thing and everything. Like, say, see, you need to come at her with the same type of energy you came at a lot of guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I just think it's funny. <laughs> My thoughts are it's hilarious. There's like a couple ways you can look at it. Like me personally, I think that the outrage is funny because even like if you think about the clip a little bit in like what she said, the circumstances of how it happened weren't like she actually lured somebody just to like give them a dance. Like she was like selling sex, you know, it to a weird girl, you know, like she like, you know, a dude was, was paying for sex. Like, so part of it in, in just like in that whole world is a lot of weird shit. So like when she brought up that, I'm like, well, there's a lot of weird shit. And if, if people were talking about that guys and girls, they, they would be like, the yeah, nah, 
So, like, I was just like, this is a weird clip just to, uh, for us to be talking about in general. But you never, drugging somebody is crazy no matter what. Yes. That's just crazy. That's and like I, A1 just drugging someone, like, and, and then to take advantage of Regardless them if you're a girl or a guy drugging somebody is way out of bounds. Uh, yeah. And I think for sure if this was a guy who had said this. Yeah. I agree. I agree with them that if this, if she was a guy who had said this, even if she said I didn't like have sex with them, then raped them, but I just robbed them. If a guy said that he was drugging women and like robbing them, it would have for sure blown up. I think ten times as much oh, as yeah. it has for her. Oh yeah, for sure. If so they I, were like at her level of stardom, in that type of video footage came out. They would be catapulted down the ladder immediately. Right. It'd for sure be canceled or that uh yeah. Yeah. That would be yeah, crazy. Because like, like you saw like yeah, like anybody with lyrics that sound like crazy now are getting killed for uh that, Rick know? Ross when he yeah. when he said slip to Molly or some shit like that. Yeah, she didn't even know it. Yeah, she ain't yep. And yeah. that was just a line, and they came at him super tough for that one. Yeah, exactly. Super tough. So everybody, that's where people are like, keep the same energy, keep the same energy. So, so like, okay, so I do agree yeah. that the response should be the same because I do see certain female individuals kind of trying to rationalize and like kind of play it down like it's not that big of a deal saying that yeah. the guy should know who the that should should know that this could happen or should kind of expect this to happen because they're dealing with a stripper or whatever and it's just like again for me it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl what profession or whatever situation is that you're drugging a person and you know stuff like that like that's still I don't think that you can defend her actions. I mean, you can't, but then, like, at the same time, you know, you still don't know, like, what dude she was drugging. Like, what if these dudes, what if these dudes were crazy? Like, what if, what if they pay her to, like, like, get beat up or something? Or, like, like, oh, that's what you like? Yeah, we could do that. Just because she knew she was, like, playing the game. And they were really, like, like, oh, yeah, I got the Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like- the way she, I'm pretty sure the way she said it and explained it was that this was not part of a game. That they had no idea that this was happening. Oh, no. Like, they, nobody, yeah, the dudes definitely didn't know they were going to get, like, put to sleep. And then, like. Wake got- up with all this shit done. <laughs> um. But- but <laughs> I do she. look, but I do agree with her when she, the point that she made that since she is a hip hop artist, it is a bit hypocritical to come at her this crazy when let's say 80, 90% of lyrics are about people that used to sell drugs to their own community, to their own mamas, to their own family, used to. That supposedly killed people that did all these fucked up crimes and criminal activities. Yeah. And at the, in that sense, it's kind of for me, it's like, well, she has a point. You can't really, I, like, I can't really be that mad at some of this shit that, like this, considering 
we big up all these other artists that glorify fucked up shit even more than this. Yeah. You know? Right. So I think the fact that she is a hip hop artist kind of gives her a pass from that alone. I mean, look, the reason she's getting the pass is because there's no victim. Nobody's like, oh, I'm one of the dudes Cardi got. Like, if dude was like, this is what happened to me after I lost everything. And, uh, blah, blah, you know, like if there was a, if there was a dude that like maybe something like, you know, serious happened and we heard a story, then maybe you could actually cancel Cardi. But there's nothing even close to that. So that was like literally a, a clip from years ago before Cardi even had, you know, uh, was multi-millionaire. She, she maybe had a million dollars then if she was lucky. So like that, that's like Cardi on the hustle before, you know, she could buy, you know, her her, her whole family of cars and shit. Like, so she's like on, you know, she's changed. She don't got to do that shit. She's never going to do that shit. Nobody in her family is ever going to do that shit. So, like, it bringing up that old clip is, like, rah-rah, cool. But, like, if if we're not talking about, like, the actual victims, like, and then, you know, she's not canceled. And I mean, I guess... All we need to learn is, yeah, we know I guess wrong. what I see on social media is a lot of people are trying to compare her situation to, like, how people reacted to Bill Cosby's situation. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I I I saw that too. And the funny thing, that's what's crazy too, is like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's weird because that was like, uh, there was this whole conversation about double standards and shit, you know. That also brought up like, what what is the double standard and like? I mean, this is definitely a double standard, like I said, because the fact that people are even trying to defend her actions is kind of like, are right, you wouldn't give the same type of energy to defending somebody if this was a man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And that's fact. But yeah. at the same time, like I said, she's a hip hop artist. She clearly has a past and people pick up all these other artists who glorify their past, which is way worse than anything she said so far. It's like how outraged can you really be? And there's no comparison between what she did and what Bill Cosby did. Facts. Yeah, Cardi B was not Cardi B. Like she was Cardi B, like the Insta girl, Instagram girl, uh what's it called? The T V show, uh Love and Hip Hop Chick, but she wasn't Cardi B the superstar. That was before Bodak Yellow. Nobody cared about her, her when she was saying that shit. I think at the end of the day her image will be completely fine. Uh Oh, yeah, she's great. All she has to do is talk about something else. Yeah, I think her image would definitely be completely fine. I just... I just don't think... Like I said, I just don't think you can defend anything that she said or did. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to really hurt her in any tangible way. Yep, my same sentiments. (laughs) All right. Last thing I want to talk about, um, pretty sure it's on tonight, possibly going on still. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going on. That's cool. The ones getting inducted tonight are The Cure, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Steve Hicks, Radiohead, Roxy Music, and The Zombies. 
Oh, swag. So, well, congrats. Shouts to them. All those, all those artists and bands. That's Janet crazy. will not be performing, but I think Stevie Nicks is. Oh, that's lit. Stevie Nicks is going to perform. That's going to get some good ratings probably for them. Stevie Nicks a legend. I don't know how good it's going to sound, but I'm sure. So, yeah. I mean, one thing I'm really waiting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is when Wu-Tang gets in. They for sure should. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's crazy because they got Ghostface, Rayquan, like the the people in Wu Tang assembled into Wu Tang. That's just crazy. Just the group well, like that putting NWA in last year, and then I'm pretty sure yeah. they had Run DMC, Public Enemy. Pub- I'm not. Mm-hmm. They didn't do Public Enemy. I don't know. Oh, they might not yet. That's probably their next fact one. They probably me. do that before. I'm gonna lean to yes, but you guys can fact check me on that. But I'm just saying, with groups like that, Wu-Tang definitely belongs in there. Yeah. Hell yeah, Wu-Tang It's just a matter of time. Too influential. Yeah, just a matter of time. To this day. <clears throat> so, that is it for our news items. Let us know your thoughts and opinions about anything and everything that we kind of talked about there. Um, went through a lot and a lot of, again a lot of those article a lot of those news items you can read more about on the site in our new news segment. But yeah, let us know down below where this goes up. So let's get right into some album talk. Yeah. A lot has dropped. Um we talked about some of it last time. We missed some. I want to start. <clears throat> well, you you mentioned you texted me about this earlier, so we'll just start there. Billie Eilish dropped her debut project when we all fall asleep. Where do we something? Where do we go? Oh yeah. Now, I only got a chance to give it a cursory list first listen, kind of skimmed through it, not really really in tune with it. Mm-hmm. So, I have limited opinions about it but it sounded like you really dug this album i was into it like so this is what's crazy i i wasn't really familiar with billy eilish or elish when she came out um but like some some random thing happened that like her name popped up in my like timeline so like i went and looked and i was like i don't know who that is but I looked at a video they put out in like 2016 or something, and the shit had like 150 million views. <laughs> and it was a music video, and I was like, who, who, what? Who is this? So I was like, oh shit, this is like, like, I don't even know, like a, a female juice world, like somebody I'd never heard of that like everybody thinks is dope or some shit. Like, I don't know. So I checked her out, and I was like, all right, let's see about this album. And just from like the 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 cover, you know, art, I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be some like creepy weird, shit. <laughs> you know, like it looks like kind of creepy. And like I put it on, the whole album is like eerie. It's like, but in this artsy way, it's crazy. It's like the production in this whole project is amazing. I think like 
what her team has done with her vocals and like how these songs are composed is like crazy. So that's what I love about it. I don't necessarily know if I'm 100% sold on her though. And that's, that's how I feel like coming out of it, but I haven't gone to it, you know, enough times yet to know. And what about her aren't you like sold on? Well, the, well, so her interviews, she's like the happiest person I've ever seen. And then, her music is dark as fuck. Like, like she's got like a, a love, like a, a love letter, like to Zannies and like a, a, a goodbye song for you to listen to before she dies. That's her outro. Like, like the shit is dark and for like this wave of like emo depressed. And yeah, it's like perfect for this wave. Like, but the thing is, it's like the best, like, it's like, it's almost like critically engaging it. Like it's it's weird. It's responding to this like atmosphere at the same time. So it's like creating a sound that references what's happening, but is like doing different things. So, I mean, like I said, I haven't really gone through track by track and really really dug into it yet. I kind of gave it a skim, but like you, I wasn't really big on who she was. I really didn't know that much about her for a long time. I just, I'd always kind of see her name pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until the video, I think for Barry, a friend that I really kind of worked oh, yeah. up and took notice. I was like, this is different. This is, there's something here, you know, and right. um, kind of did some research a little bit and found out she's only like 17. Yeah. And at and she this, was like, New people like X, XXX Tentacion and shit like that. And like at this age to kind of have that vision and ear and like artistic touch when it comes to music is very rare and exciting. I'll be honest, she reminded me of Little Peep a little bit, but not. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, quality, definitely... but just like the mixing and just like knowing what type of artist they are at a young age is like on point it seems yeah she's definitely in touch with this whole kind of emo teenage angst wave and i feel like especially in this internet age she's like a perfect representation like representative of that and like of this current generation of listeners for sure um everything from like her content and the stuff she says in her songs and kind of the production the way stuff is the way stuff kind of developed through what I heard on the album. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, Lord was 17, I think when she really first blew up, but they're like, mm-hmm. I think on completely different spectrums where Lord is more like more type of mainstream type of pop. Yeah. Billy Eilish sounds like if Lord was locked in a dungeon for five years and <laughs> wrote an album and, yeah. and this is and like this is her debut. Like that's what Billy Eilish sounds like. Yeah, and I I, I mean my initial uh, reactions are just like oh, like she has a really unique voice and she really knows how to use it. Yeah. And she like an instrument. Like she to, doesn't yeah. use it to, like singing. Like she's using it like to make the song do yes. things. It's like it's an, like you said, it feels like another instrument and like it changes and fluctuates like from song to song and like it really brings out I think the song as a whole and yeah 
so I can't really speak to how much I liked the album or the songs, but the few I've heard before I should them, I liked. Mm-hmm. And I think my immediate kind of reaction is she reminds me of like a Fiona Apple. Mm. Okay. I can see that. Where they're super like personal kind of and like super intense and just super confident in like their music and what they mm-hmm. have to say. And the fact that she's this confident in what she has to say and her voice and like her personality at this young of an age is I think the most exciting part of her whole act. Yeah. I'm just overall impressed by the new artists really. Cause I wanted to shit on it. Like, to be honest, I looked at it and was like, Oh, okay. This is going to be like some emo girl riding the hip hop wave or some shit. Like what is She's this? She's definitely riding that kind of trap wave. Like, yeah. SoundCloud I thought wave. It was gonna be, I thought it was going to be overly done. Like it was actually not. Like, no, like I said, I just think she's like a perfect representation of like this generation of teens and kids and listeners. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And like, That's I why can, I was thinking Little Peep earlier. And I can see like, why like people on the internet, like particular kids on the internet, like love her stuff and like love her because yeah, it's she's definitely of this generation, like a thousand percent. And for sure. I think she gave it a voice. Like, so few artists have been able to really do. That's what I was really surprised by, is because she, like, articulated what's going on. Like, that's why I was like, it's kind of a critique. It's, like, weird. She's, like, summing up this weird shit that's happening in the in the, in the the young emo art game, the rap game. Or not rap, but just whatever it is. I don't know what it is. The punk, the new the Punk, new emo, whatever you want to call it. Like, no. trap. SoundCloud, whatever, bro. It's just this weird mix of everything. The littles, yeah. I don't know what it's all. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was smooth. I'm definitely going to go back to it. Um, My favorite standout, just like for now, is the uh, uh, You Should See Me in a Crown. I I thought that like... Yeah, I I did hear that song. That song was dope as fuck. Yeah, I fuck with that. So that's in my rotation now, for sure. It's definitely very moody and vibe heavy you know yeah um so yeah i mean you guys let us know what you thought about billy alish if that's how you say her name's debut when we all fall asleep where do we go yep so gotta talk about flume it has been a while since he dropped a project but he is back with the new mixtape called hi this is flume yeah Again, you were pretty excited when I said last week that he was coming with something new. Yeah, yeah, I was hyped. I was like, oh, word, Flume's <clears throat> coming? Because the last Flume project was, I thought, excellent. I thought it was top to bottom, smooth, and perfect. This time around, so like, yeah, needless to say, I was like, yo, new Flume's out, jumping right in. Cause I like I skipped other projects that I thought I might be hype about just to listen to the Flume first, <laughs> so um, I thought it was funny. I loved the uh, I just loved the intro. I thought it was cool because he like it's weird. He's playing with things because a he called it a mixtape, and then his intro is him doing the uh, sort of like Spotify. YouTube uh, type of shit. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. The like, hi, 
blah, 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 you know, like, for, click down for the playlist kind of thing. But like, I'm, this is, you're, you're listening to Flume Radio, like, <laughs> so that was funny. I like that. And then it just goes off. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted more or less vocals. I was like, I actually think it was a, a good balance throughout the album. A couple songs felt close, but I think it was just because he wanted me to remind us of where we were in the album earlier. It was like a, it was like a connection song that like let out. But well, I fuck with most of this. You don't get many songs with vocals, and the songs that don't have vocals aren't that that long. Most of them don't even reach two minutes in length. Right. Yeah. It it just rides through, so it's hard to like actually know what songs what song. But I do remember. Um. Shit. What's the song? Look at my Oh Spring. Spring's like Spring and High Beams are probably the ones I probably play the most. So yeah, I heard it. Um Like you said, it's experimental. Uh feels like a kind of he's trying new things out, different things out here and there and Excited. Yeah. It's pretty short. A lot of songs. Some songs didn't even reach a minute and a half, which is surprising for Flume, kind of actually. Yeah. And I don't know. That's I enjoyed why I it. it a tape. Like I enjoyed it overall. It's definitely. It's very cinematic in kind of it's the soundscapes he uses. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but he released like a visual. Uh, visualizer for the entire oh man project. he did yeah full album visualizer and I, yeah. after hearing the album then actually watching that it mm-hmm. uh i think it like it actually made me enjoy the project he put out even more because yeah. it helped you really visualize kind of what he was going for with some of the sounds there and right like i said it's super cinematic and it fit kind of perfectly in that type of format it really did. And what's cool is, like, I was worried it was going to, like, be how it started the whole time. And, like, that it was really just an equalizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, nah. I was like, here we go. We got storyline. We got we got different scenes. We got new sh- We got, like, a really dope, like, short film. Yeah. So, I, I mean, for me, I enjoyed it. It's just not really one song that I kind of could pick out. It would be, like... I'm gonna go to this and listen to it specifically. It's more of a project that I would just throw on in the background and let it ride without yeah. really thinking about too much about it. But it's dope to actually see him come back. And I yeah, ha- sure. I typically love a lot of his collaborations with like artists, particularly like hip hop artists when he does that. Mm-hmm. But I did not enjoy too many of his actual features on this one. Yeah, a couple of them I was like, uh, I don't know. But, yeah. Cool mixtape. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um, excited to see kind of where he goes with, in the future with that. Yeah, I like some of the vibes. I like I like some of the stuff he's doing. And the visuals are crazy. That's, that's tight. That's crazy. We need more of that. So another one that we kind of been talking about, looking forward to, you know, on our own. I don't think we've talked about any shows, but Yellow Wolf. <laughs> 
is back with his own trunk with the new trunk music entry. Trunk, trunk music, music three. And I think this is the best he's done kind of leading up to a project in a while. Like yeah. really building the hype with a lot of these kind of freestyles and one offs. Definitely. <clears throat> so have you gotten a chance to kind of go through it? It did release maybe today or maybe yesterday last night yeah i mean i've been i've been going up and down that's actually it's so i'll just i'll just start with i'm satisfied like i was i was like expecting something from yellow wolf and i'm not like i didn't leave disappointed basically but you know going through it it's actually very well done in terms of it's not too long but it's not short you know it's it's got a range of uh his style like he, he has some really personal songs that are really like really dope on it and yeah. then he has you know some what we what we came there for based on the rollout kind of shit you know trunk <laughs> Where music, trunk music shit that you would throw on in the car and then of. what's dope for fans that have like actually been there riding with Yellow Wolf is the samples that he used, like because he used trunk music sample mm-hmm. in the in the trunk music, and you know, so like that's tight. Like being like, oh shit, you know, because you remember when you first heard that, how to, how hype it was. So like, oh, he's bringing that. He's coming with the fire. So, um, I thought it was tight. It was weird though. There were some moments where I was confused, but like I I just let it slide. Like the MGK. At first, I was like. Because there was that whole like MGK saying, M, please don't take my verse off of Yellow's album or whatever. And then in this Did he say rollout. That? Yeah, he said that back in their in their thing. He said something about like don't uh, take my I verse off off Yellow Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. So he had the verse recorded back when Eminem and MGK were uh beefing. Right. I mean I assumed he had it before because I don't think he would do it after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a bit so, weird. I was like, Is that MGK? So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, is he on the yellow album? Yeah. A little bit weird, that whole situation. But the whole situation is kind of weird to begin with. It wasn't really felt like a real kind of problem, you know? Right. But then that was the whole thing is because, like, in the in the rollout, he said, like, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll hear how I feel about yeah, him. Yeah, you'll see how I feel about him. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I guess, so I guess he guess feels cool. good about him? Y'all are cool. That's yeah. shady. I guess. So I was like, so that was a rollout. So I was like, my conspiracy theory about Eminem and MGK, you know, creating a beef to, to, to boost their fucking record sales in his, in his, his battle TV YouTube series shit, you know, was, was probably true. Mm, maybe. Because MGK did release an album right after, like I said, I was like, oh, he should release some music. This is a big, bam, his album. Thanks. <laughs> Like <laughs> you know, and then like, oh yeah, you guys liked battling? Check it out. Here, here's a YouTube fucking mini series of 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 battles, to like or a movie or whatever the fuck it was, like a battle, rap battling, like bam, and and you know. So now, Yellow Wolf calls out all these white rappers, and then he says, "You'll see how I feel about MGK on my album." You know, Yellow Wolf shady, you know, <laughs> like, and then bam. His verse is still on it, and I didn't really hear any, like, smoke. So, I was like, all right. right. So, I mean, like you, I wasn't... Oh, so I was, what was weird to me. 
<laughs> I was a bit disappointed, a little bit, like not a lot, but a little bit, because he gave us so much heat leading up to the project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I don't think he really matched any of the stuff that he was like giving out for free, in terms of like. I shit feel that like really knocked. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't listened to it in big speakers like yet. Like I only listened to it. Yeah, I definitely so gonna throw it on my speaker tomorrow. But yeah, I just remember feeling like the Blaze Sunday shit and all the other shit that he dropped was just like, yo, yeah. if he's coming with this type of shit, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I guess I kind of will say like I didn't. It wasn't like disappointed. Just feels like a bad word to say, but like I, I kind of did expect just a little bit more. Just, just a little bit more. I was like, this, this could have been the one to propel you, but it's just the one to remind your core and people who are looking at you now that you're really good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not like super disciplined. I just was kind of expecting more in line with what he gave us before. And while there are definitely moments that are kind of on par with that, like. Catfish Billy 2, which I kind of text you about, is fucking tough as shit. Oh, yeah. But I no, think I overall, feel like he, cool. he doesn't. And he doesn't. And he still, I mean, he still gives you, like, he, trunk music implies that he is kind of going back to that older trap style that he kind of came up on. Yeah. That more shit rattle your car and like really just come at come at you. With he was trying to like merge bars. the stuff that people yeah. didn't fuck but with. But he still like gave that we did some want. of the more country few stuff that he's kind of done his last few projects, like outlaw country type of stuff. Yeah, but nobody was fucking with those. That's a lie because Love Story is one of my favorite albums. Period. A word? Yes. Oh, that's lit. Okay, I thought I was alone. I didn't think anybody liked those shits. What? Nobody think... talks about him. Nobody was giving Yellow of his props after, like, after mixing up the medicine. I haven't heard a peep out of anybody about Yellow Wolf. Like, no, people definitely have been sleeping on him. Definitely haven't given the props he deserved. But Love Story? You can't, yeah. I, bro. That shit is one of my favorite albums, period. I don't give a fuck what <laughs> nobody says. That shit is full of straight heat. And I love, like, out of. I don't typically love country-infused type of raps because I don't think people really do it well, but he did it extremely fucking well. Yeah. So, like, I'm not mad. I was never mad that he did it. I, was, I actually like that fucking lane for him because it seems mm-hmm. supernatural for him. Yeah, for sure. I just don't think the general listening public is kind of ready for that type of lane or embrace that type of lane as much as he was hoping, you know? Yeah. Because there's still, like, the staunch country, like, no, no rap, no, no, no. And then there's, like, the staunch <laughs> rap, like, no country type shit. And he hasn't really yeah. been able to kind of cross that bridge, which is going to be a very tough bridge for anybody to cross. But oh, I think yeah. he's by far did it better than almost anybody else out there. Love Story is one of my favorite albums, period. I can listen to that shit damn near front to back. Yeah. Yeah. And while Trial so basically, by... I will say this, sound, this felt more like a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah, but... With it's good all, songs, it had like all, it had really good songs in it. They that, but I needed I needed like one to like jump jump out of the. It's an album though, so they can get off his contract. Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is last one on contract, so I don't know exactly what he's going to do next, but this was his last one. And 
like I said, I love love story particularly because that like some of his more personal type of stuff. Yeah. And the way he could like tell a story and those personal type of shit is dope mm-hmm. as fuck. And I think that he has a lot of songs where he does that here, like drugs. And well, those shit were like my that. favorite songs on this album. Actually, are the are the tone, more toned down where he's like getting more personal. Actually, yeah, drugs. That shit. Yeah, is, drugs oh. is fire. Drugs and the uh, over here and like, yeah, over here. Yes, flames. So, and then when he does, because he the ended rap- it really well. That was a, that was really smart to end like that. I mean, I think he blended it pretty well. And when he does give you the rap rap shit, I think it shows just how underrated he is because he spit some crazy shit on here. But like we said, it did just come out. So, like, I'm going to go back to it, obviously. There might be something that, like, picks up a little bit more steam or something. But, you know, off the rip, though. I just think people need to stop sleeping on him because he can rap with the best of them out there. Like, bro, he was spitting some crazy shit on here. Like, he had some crazy fucking verses and flows here. Hell yeah. And then when it comes to like personal stuff and like actual content, like he does that just as well as most other people too. Like, sure, you may not be able to relate to everything he's talking about, but he makes you really feel like you're like witnessing it and like it's super vivid the way he paints those pictures. Yeah. So like I said, I was kind of expecting more hard, hard hitting type of shit. Like the shit that he kind of gave us before leading up to this, but I'm not disappointed in what we got here i think it's just a really another really really good project from him yeah i don't love it i i won't say i love it more than truck music or like love story but it Mm -hmm. i think it's still solid solid project and people need to stop sleeping on them yeah i feel you yeah y'all check out i mean just check out the project just check out trunk music three and you know tell us what you think and if y'all love Love Story, let us know, too, because I love that for shit. For real. For real, for real. Fam, I thought it was tight, but nobody else was, like, listening to it. Like I said, I it it's hard bridge to gap, and people who aren't really open to that kind of bridge, I don't think even really gave it a chance. Yeah, but there's no true. way you can tell me Till It's Gone wasn't one of the most fire songs. Oh, man. Fam, yo. <laughs> if you haven't heard Till It's Gone, you gotta, you gotta look that up. That shit is hard as fuck. Tennessee Love is so fucking good. Tennessee Love was like brilliant. That was like a single for that, wasn't it? Or maybe he, I thought it was a single. It was it a single been... he pushed for a while because it was, I think, on one of his mixtapes before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tennessee Love, a love story itself, have a great flight. Like, Oh, yeah. I See, because I haven't played that in, in a Devil in My Veins. Like, nah, bro. This shit was damn near front to back. Dude. It is front. I can literally just play it and not skip a song. Like I love that. <laughs> but I maybe, maybe this will be the one to give him more recognition, more kind of eyes. Does I mean, seem, I think it seemed like he really got caught a little buzz there, particularly with the shit he was putting out before. Well, yeah. So I'll say this: if 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 this is what like it could be, like a chess move to put him in a better position to release a, another album and take, like, nine months or a year. Like, what in, like, off of Shady, I think he might be bigger than he ever was. You know, he could he could potentially do that. Like, I he could he be could. bigger than that that time when, like, Little John. He was, he was popping when Little John was popping. That's crazy, fam. Like, he's out here, like, OG in the game. Like, <laughs> that's tight. 
Uh, I mean, I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm just glad he's back because I think he's super underrated. For sure. So, Rich the Kid, The World is Yours too. I texted you and told you he did it again. Yeah, you did. Plug one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, Rich the Kid is crazy. I didn't think... He's one of the most slept on, like, artists out of these new little artists. He's just basically. easy to hate on, man. He gets robbed every two weeks, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, because he goes, right, but you got to stop talking tough. That's just not you, bro. Like, it's all right. You can just be the cool guy. Like, you ain't got to be a tough guy. We know you're he not wants guy. to be the tough guy. That's what's crazy. I'm like, fam, you got robbed again? What the? Don't, yeah. What? I, all right. So, the only thing I'll say about him and his music is, like, every time I hear the lyrics about him, like, selling drugs and shit. Living on the street and corners, I just kind of yeah. laugh, like, bro. I laugh, like, but I still you, believe it, though. I think he thinks it's all facts. Like, no. I think he I look like, at it like when Soldier Boy talks that shit. Like, all right, bro. Like, cool. I know like, that's mean, what's bro? crazy is I don't. I I and that's what's weird is because I look at Soldier Boy like like that, and then I don't look at Rich the Kid like that. I, I start do looking at Rich one thousand percent like look at him like that. And that's weird because I look at. You know, played by Cardi and all of them look like that. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. You got that. <laughs> Rich the Kid. But, yeah, nah, he came with it. He came with it. I mean, he just has this knack to, like, understand the formula of, like, this modern kind of rap wave. And he yeah. just puts out better songs than a lot of the people that are, like, kind of in his class. No, that's true. It's weird, though. It's like the way he does it is so interesting because he's not like, I don't know. He just has a really smooth like rollout in production. Like, and this project felt like it was like a really close like companion to the first project. Yeah. Like, like I don't, the second it's not disc, better like this for too. sure, but it's not like it wasn't like a huge drop off. It wasn't like from culture to culture, too. Like it no. was like kind of oh that man, same type that's of a drop off. That's weird. Like I felt like it was still in that same type of quality lane. Like if you need some shit, some easy shit to throw on in a whip and a ride, like you can easily go to any of his projects at this point. Yeah, and sure. he definitely tried to replicate Plug Walk with Splashing. That's damn near the oh, same. Oh yeah, facts. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like what's... he just knows the formula, bro, and he's gonna ride that formula until the end. I can tell. Like it's just. He just yeah. makes good fucking songs for me. And I think, like, Like Mike <laughs> is a great fucking song for me. All of these songs are formulas. Like, I mean, like, like TikTok. Like, you know, I honestly skip it because I didn't care. But then, like, if I actually listen to it, I'm like, okay, yeah. They're kind of in their bag, though. Like, this I mean, is, Lowe, like, Miguel, yeah. and like, bro, this is all formula, and I know it. But I still like it, and I still fucking enjoy it. Like, yeah, for real. For and we got a Big Sean verse, which I don't even know when's the last time we got a Big Sean verse. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh yeah, I was actually. Like, Damn, hyped I forgot about, about Big Sean. I've been playing that a lot, even though it's not like a crazy verse or anything. I was like, it's... nah. I was just like, them. I forgot about Big Sean for a while there. Yeah, you know, I think he's gonna be dropping. He might put out some shit this year, man. Question is, will he ever respond to Kendrick? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't put that on Big Sean. We already know that, boy. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't. Nah. He don't want that type of problem. 
I mean, so y'all let us know what you thought about Rich the Kids and his project. And you think about Rich the Kid in general. Do you think, uh, you know, he's one of the most slept on kind of little little artists out of this whole wave? It's too consistent. He's mad consistent. It's crazy. He knows what he is and he's not even mad about it. Yeah. So, all right, there's a couple other albums we haven't really talked about, like The Baby. Who is on the oh, yeah. pretty strong run right now? Obviously, it came out Maybe. some months ago, but I think people are really kind of just discovering it now. Yeah, like myself included, because I only knew him kind of for <laughs> the fuckery type of headlines. But yeah, I actually decided to give his music a listen, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be meme rap, and then. I played it and was like, oh, this is, like, this is kind of hard. Like, I was like, oh, he can, like, at first, like, because his voice is, like, he enunciates, and he's got a deep voice, and he's from the South, so it was, like, crazy. I was like, oh, I'm not used to a a, a Southern dude, like, like not, like, slurring or, like, saying it, you know, like, fast in, in, a, in a, you know, looser way. Like, he's saying the shit hard, like, and it was crazy, yeah. But it's high energy and it's fun. Yeah, it's high energy all the way through. Turn up type of shit. Banger type of shit. And like taking it out is the first kind of song. And after hearing like some of the verse, like, oh. I'm surprised. Like, oh, like he really. So he's really trying to rap. Like, it's not like a joke joke, but he's. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give y'all some bars. I actually like the way he pieces shit together. And like. Right. Some of the shit he says, and like, and if you know him, which I gotta do is Google. Oh man, he's he's more than believable in <laughs> the shit that he says. Like he's really about a lot of the shit that he's the, talking about. Is the youngest? He's the real G out here in these streets. Don't <laughs> he's like the, he's, he's not a lot of these other niggas just saying shit. Like I said, yeah. about like eighty nine percent just saying shit because it's kind of like the cool thing to do. Oh yeah, but like he's actually about that shit. Which makes his music yeah he's uh, he's about life. all of this life like he's not he's he's not playing no games the the clips I seen are the like savage they're just dope they're just crazy they're just like he did what where like I seen did you see the the clip of him performing in the club uh uh-uh. oh my god dog the baby is in the club right it's a small you know it's not even a big crowd. But he's, he's, he's rapping, right? He decides to come off a stage where he walks down and then, and, and then like security makes a circle around him. So like he's in the crowd, like rapping and stuff. And there's like some dude that's kind of like looking like a gangbanger or whatever. And he's kind of like, you know, like, like squared up, kind of like, like, you know, like grabbing his, his waist, like, and walks right up to like, uh, the baby, like through security and like walks up to him. And, and the baby just knocks him out. And continues rapping, and you see the dude Actually, fall I did over. See that. Yeah, I did yeah, you see, that see the well. dude fall over, and he just keeps rapping, dog. And like that dude was legit, like fell over. It was crazy. Well, like I said, he's got, he bro, he has the personality, he has the charisma. If you like watch his <laughs> interviews, he has kind of like the actual like passion for this shit, and then like the energy around yeah. him and his music is fucking crazy. So like. Like, I feel like he could be like a fucking big star in hip hop right oh, now. Oh, he could for sure. 
I think whatever he does next will, will probably be really big. Because I think now he's got the, like, clean money to, like, do it. Because I don't know what he was doing before, but I'm I'm sure what he's got going now, he can he can probably he's definitely really zone in. the people's attention, and I think this project is, like, a great kind of entry into, like, who he is and, like, the music type, type of music he does. Yeah. And, like, if he can just kind of capitalize on this, he has to drop a project this year to really capitalize even more on this. Mm-hmm. You got a goddamn star in the making for real, for real. Like, because he has everything that you kind of would look for in an, a hip hop artist these days. Yeah, no, he's got it all. And there aren't that many artists from uh, Carolina. Carolina. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, dope project. I was surprised. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting much. But it's definitely a banger from front to back. Yeah, it was just nonstop. I was like, hell yeah. Babysitter. Joggers. Pony. Oh, yeah. Back in. <laughs> oh, man. Going, baby. All, all that shit, it just, that shit just slaps. Back it to back to back. For sure. Yeah. Um, let me see what else we want to talk Maybe about. talk about. Yeah, all right. So, an album dropped maybe yesterday, maybe today. Can't remember. From Lion Babe, called Cosmic Wind, and it is one I have been looking forward to for a mm. really, really long time. It's a duo, I think, out of DC. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think out of DC mm-hmm. with a producer and a singer, female singer, and like. Like kind of army and soul music. I don't know if you've heard of Lion Babe before. No, I don't think so. Go check them out. Trust me. Lion Babe. Lion Babe. Oh, Lion Babe. Cosmic okay. Wind out now. Must listen. I haven't gotten the whole thing, but the songs mm-hmm. that I've gone through so far, it's a vibe, and it's definitely what I was looking forward to. It's some good ass music. Definitely go check them out. What's what's up? Always love me some new R&B. Next, uh, I mean, Marvin Gaye, I guess he had a formerly unreleased project called You're the Man. And I guess Motown mm. just released it to the public. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was confused. I wasn't sure. I didn't even click on it, but yeah. I, I was like, is it. this the compilation? What? No, 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 I, I, I wasn't sure if it was like just like a... You know, like greatest hits, like like a playlist. I thought it was it's like an Apple playlist or something. So some of these songs for sure have already kind of made their way onto compilations over the years and kind of released. But as a whole, as a project, they haven't all come together as kind of as was originally planned. He scrapped it for mm. multiple reasons, but they just released it and kind of pieced it together. Uh-huh. And I haven't gotten a chance to go through it, but I definitely will because it's Marvin Gaye. Yeah, the man, Marvin Gaye, That's and I mean, from what I hear, it's super politically charged because I think this is right after what's going on. Oh, okay. So he definitely talks. Oh, he about, was getting you know, in his bag. Yeah, he was really getting into like social issues and political issues, and you know, black culture and all that stuff. So yeah, definitely gonna check that one out for sure. Last one I kind of want to talk about is Hyperion by Gesaffelstein. I think mm. that's how you say it. Didn't I'm listen not sure. to them. 
don't know who that is yet. All right, or so maybe... oh, have you heard the song that he did with The Weeknd called Lost in the Fire? Yeah, that's that why I know him. that name. Yes. Oh, okay. He's from France, I want to say. And, oh, Lost and Fire definitely sound like a Dash Punk type of collaboration with The Weeknd, mm. like when he did his shit with Dash Punk. So I wasn't surprised to find out that he's a French producer. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got songs with The Weeknd, Pharrell Williams, and it's only about 10 tracks long, but it's a it's a cool little dance project, ton of vibes, EDM type of thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's another one you should probably check out for sure. And got a song with with Haim Haim. I don't know how you say their name. That little mm. the pop rock group Haim Haim. Haim. You know the three girls: Daniel Haim yeah. and the, the two, two two sisters. But right. that song is super dope. So mm. it's it's a good project. Definitely check that out. That's so. But yeah, I mean that's it. All I really want those are kind of all the albums mm. I wanted to touch on and talk about. Oh, this one I'll mention that I never talked about. It's just like, I don't know. We don't ever mention like metal and shit. There was a metal album that I was listening to that I kind of thought was kind of dope. It's, um, it's from I Killed Everyone. They they dropped an album like maybe a month ago. It's called Lamenting Hymns. And it's got, it's got a couple, it's got a couple joints on there. For okay. sure. I mean, I don't really talk about metal because I don't really listen to entire metal projects. There might be some songs here and there. I mm-hmm. like, but I don't really get into whole projects. Yeah. Well, I went through the whole project, and it's, it's definitely good top to bottom. It's, you know, it's it's reminiscent. It's got, it's got, it's got, you know, a bit of Metallica vibes, but it's, like, more modernized. So that's what I liked about it is that it was, like, a more modernized, a little bit harder. You know, like, the way everybody's cutting and, like, transitioning you know, a little mm-hmm. bit differently, and and yeah, they got they got some of that, so it's, it's pretty cool. All right, yeah. check them out and at least some of their songs. So before we get out of here, I'm gonna obviously do our usual talk about some of the new music releases coming up this week. So for March 29, thousand and nineteen, Ben Platt is coming with a project called "Sing to Me Instead." Obviously, Billy Eilish. When we fall, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? George Strait, Hunky Tonk, Time Machine, <clears throat> Lion Babe, Cosmic Wind, Marvin Gaye, You're the Man. Tysi Gall is dropping a live oh, album. I think maybe his live. first live album. Is it gonna have a visual, or is it just gonna be? I don't know. Definitely need to check that out, though. That'd be lit. Deforming Lobes is what it's called. White Denim is Side Effects. White Chapel's dropping The Valley. Rita Wilson's dropping Halfway to Home. Give me a second here. Let me check this other listing. It's going to be a packed summer, y'all. Just wait. Watch the end of April. Watch around April, like, I don't know, around 420. Right after 420. 
Okay, yeah, Saweetie is dropping, I guess, one of her projects called Icy. Mm. Yellow Wolf's Trunk Music 3. The Main, You Are Okay. Johnny Void, Miss and a Beam. Well, Chris, Guns. Oh, I might actually check that out. That sounds... It might be dope. So, like I said, there's a lot, so give me a second here. <laughs> well, Chris, I think he his last project was a collaborate. Yeah, he collaborated with somebody. I forgot what her name was, but she was dope too. Y'all should check out that project <laughs> if I can figure out the name, or y'all figure out the name. It's you know, quote Chris, just type in collaboration. It was a female Listen. rapper, right? Yeah, yeah. And they like played with their names too with it or something. I don't know. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Am I missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, yeah, that's it. That's enough. Uh, so that's oh, and Jean Grey, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Clockers Jean Grey. Um, so yeah, that is it for what is dropping today and this week. Basically, the last drops of March. Yeah, a lot, but a lot to kind of go through. A lot of big. Big projects, not like big name projects, but a lot of big projects. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Logic uh, did his little supermarket uh, tape, which was supposed to accompany his the first kind of novel. Mm. Gotcha. I have it's not kinda heard It's kind of fucked it up. I told somebody... <clears throat> Somebody was telling me about it, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's doing his his post divorce uh, rollout." Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard the tape. I haven't read the book. Every everything seems like he just came off of a bad relationship or breakup. Yeah, the tape doesn't. Uh, the response has not been good. I'll say that. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't get what I was expecting. I haven't heard it, so from I can't off, really say. Off what I've, yeah, I haven't heard the, all of it, but like whatever snippets I I got didn't sound like what I needed. But I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it. That's kind of fucked up too, because I used to be like you know one of the Bobby Sox fans used to just rock with this fool back in the young Sinatra OG days. But you know, things change. Not everything can be home run. Facts. <laughs> um. Okay. And lastly, if Nav bet. Dropped his Bad Habits tape if you're into terrible music. Mm. Facts. I'm so glad you said that. I was I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me about that NAV project. Because <laughs> I was shitting on that shit so much, fam. The only thing good about the NAV project was that their features gave me relief from having to hear NAV. I'm sorry. I'm not a NAV fan. Never will be. I don't give a fuck. 
if you're on the weekend's label, I think he is trash. I wish the weekend just took his part off and gave us a song of He's, his own. I, Cause that was a good song. Weekend's part was dope. <laughs> when I was talking about algorithms and basically <laughs> meme type of rappers, he yeah. is the definition. Oh yeah, that Nav is that. He is that. That's what was made me so mad when I listened to the album. I was like, "You really just made me listen to a whole album, bro." With this, this is what well, you gave better than me because I haven't heard it, and I probably oh, fam, will never will. Don't don't even. You, you I've only heard that it. one. I've only heard one Nav tape, and I was like, "This is what people are talking about. This shit is terrible. It's <laughs> crazy. There's so many I was songs. Like, never again. And it makes no sense. So because, never again. Yeah, nah. I'm I'm like really upset. I'm like, yeah, your bad habit is making music, fam. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did one reaction and that was to Nav, and it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can probably go ahead and skip this one too. Let me give you my let me give you my summary <laughs> of that of that tape. I don't understand the the hype Nav got outside of being associated with the weekend. There's nothing special or original here that differentiates him from the other trendy acts out there. And these acts are a dime a dozen these days. Just another checklist of everything that's considered cool at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> my feeling about him in general. He's a tryhard. But if y'all want to really know how uh, Darius really feels about the tape, you should ask him. <laughs> that nav shit. Don't ask me about that nav shit. Yeah, ask him in the comments down below wherever this goes up. I mean, if you're a stan, I'll let you know how how I really feel. If you, if you got some beef with something about nav, if if you standing up for nav, that's the hill you want to climb. <laughs> oh, the hill you want to die on? By by all means, <laughs> the hill you're gonna die on is the Nav Hill. Go ahead and comment. <laughs> but yeah, that is it for this week's podcast uh, episode of the Music Files podcast. Again, today's date was March 29, thousand and nineteen. Thank you guys yeah. as always for joining us and kind of tuning in and lending us your ears as we go through all things music. Um, if you had any comments, topic suggestions, or questions about this show, past show, or any future show, again, you can let us know in the comments down below wherever this goes up and wherever you watch us or listen to us. Or you can email us directly at podcast at livinglifefairs.co or go to livinglifefairs.co slash podcast and fill out the form there and you may get a shout out or you may talk about one of your topics in our future episodes. Again, if you are watching us on YouTube and you like any of the gear that I rock in these videos, or even if you're listening and you like any of the gear, that you see on the website, definitely head over to the site livinglifefairs.co slash shop and grab some for yourself. And again, this is the last weekend that our new Cultured AF Volume 1 coffee table books are on sale for a very low price. So definitely don't miss out on that if you like if you like any of the content that we put out so far. It has some of our best highlights and it's full of great shots that we have got from concerts and art shows and everything in between. And it is a must add to any collection you have. Definitely a collector's item. It's limited uh, edition, so. Yep, limited edition. So, again, thank you guys. We appreciate everything. We'll be back shortly with another podcast and hopefully with some guests here very shortly in the future. But until then, 
do what, Doris? I want y'all to keep living life fearless. <laughs> and yes, join us next time at, you know, livinglifefearless.co. Make sure yep. you go cop some gear. And uh, this is the Music Files. Peace. Music Files, and we'll be back shortly. Peace. Yeah.